Something to note, all myths have many versions and variations. For this episode, we've selected the stories that are most entertaining and supplemented them with additional research into medieval British traditions. Our versions may not be the myth you're familiar with, but we hope you enjoy them. And be warned, today's episode contains discussions and depictions of violence, murder, sex, and fantasy danger. Please exercise caution for listeners under 13. Morgana lowered her spyglass, shock rippling through her like the wind in her hair. She could hardly believe her eyes. Merlin, her mentor, stood on the coastline controlling the ocean itself. The violent waves rocked a ship flying the flags of Camelot. The sea wind carried the passengers' screams back to the coast. Merlin seemed unmoved, even when a new piercing noise rose above it. Dozens of crying infants. Under Merlin's command, the ocean cracked the boat in two. It sank into the deep, the water swallowing the baby's helpless cries. days prior, Morgana would have never thought it possible. Merlin had taught Morgana her first illusions, opened the door to the powers of the old gods, and offered her escape from her arranged marriage. He was the father she'd never had, or at least the weird uncle. But now she knew the truth. Everything Merlin had done was not for her, but for his twisted vision, his plan for the one true king. He'd manipulated her and King Arthur their entire lives, and now he was killing children. She had to tell Arthur. She ran back toward Camelot, cursing the fact that it was too far to fly. Morgana barely made it a mile when someone tackled her. She wriggled on the mossy ground, struggling for the dagger sheathed at her hip. Hot, stinging liquid dribbled onto Morgana's cheek. She winced as she looked up. The figure above her had a smoking vial and a vicious smile. Don't try to run, sister. Welcome to Mythology, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, we present dramatic stories from ancient mythology and explore their origins. I'm your host and narrator, Vanessa Richardson. You can find all episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. Today, we continue our quest through Arthurian lore with one of its most infamous characters, Morgana Le Fay. Morgana is King Arthur's sexy, scheming, magical half-sister. Not to be confused with Morgay's, King Arthur's other sexy, scheming, magical half-sister. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, and always powerful, Morgana takes a different role in every Arthurian tale. 
Today, we'll follow her as she tries to save Camelot from a two-faced wizard, a crafty queen, and a dangerous prophecy. Coming up, Morgana fights her sister and turns on Merlin. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem. Of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Morgana Le Fay is one of the more confusing characters in Arthurian lore. Sometimes she's a villain, kidnapping knights and destroying marriages. And other times she's a healer working overtime to save King Arthur. Even in modern adaptations, Morgana Le Fay pops up as both a YA novel heroine and a Marvel Comics villain. Scholars trace her character back to one of two Celtic deities— Morrigan, a divine Celtic figure often associated with death, and Modron, a Welsh mother spirit. Though which of the two goddesses she springs from depends on the legend you're interpreting. In all versions, Morgana's smart, capricious, and manipulative. Trained by Merlin, she has the powers of flight and shape-shifting. She lives in her own enchanted castle, casting spells that both help and vex the people of Camelot, especially her half-brother, Arthur. This relationship explains some of her complex role. In the medieval period and today, siblings have love-hate relationships. Sometimes they're your greatest supporter, and other times they're a thorn in your side. King Arthur and his sister Morgana are no exception. No matter what problems Morgana causes for Arthur and his knights, it's always because deep down she loves him, even if she has a unique way of showing it. Morgana wrestled with her sister on the forest floor, helplessly pinned down. Get off me! Let me go! What did you do to him? Who? Morgase, it's nice you're trying to recapture the childhood we never had, but you must fill me in so I can play along. Morgase poured more of her stinging potion onto Morgana's cheek. Uh, 
Morgana's curse blasted Morgays into a tree where the roots bound her tightly. Morgana leapt up, wiping her face with her sleeve. Skin came off with it. What the devil did you put on my face? You won't know until you reveal where you hid Mordred. Mordred? I've never met him. Lies! I handed him to you this morning. Morgays, we haven't seen each other in years. Now, you can tell me where the antidote to this poison is, or I can curse the tree roots to search your body cavities. You swore to protect him from Merlin. Now I see you're on that demon's side. <laughs> I bet you laid with him. Ugh, don't be disgusting! I was Merlin's apprentice, that's true, but he's not who I thought he was. Just today, I saw him enchant the ocean to sink a ship full of infants. I only just learned about how Uther Pendragon killed our father and assaulted our mother. Merlin kept that from me my whole life. Who knows what other depraved secrets he's keeping? <laughs> Merlin would neglect his own role in shattering our family. He arranged it all. The death of our father and the rape of our mother. What? But... Why would he... Arthur. Arthur, now you see the truth. Merlin isn't just the young king's advisor. He is his puppet master. He orchestrated Arthur's sinful conception, and our parents were the collateral. He placed that sword in the stone and ensured that Arthur would draw it out. He oversaw each and every one of Arthur's battles, moving him steadily closer to his singular goal. His goal? Merlin seeks what all men desire. Power. Total domination of Britannia through his little puppet king, of course. Now that you know the truth about who you serve, you must help me. Where is my son? I told you I've never even seen him. I only came to the coast for fresh air, and then I saw Merlin and the ship and heard the screams. Morgays, Merlin believed that your son Mordred presented a threat to Arthur's rule. We know that he would do anything to protect Arthur, and that he is a shapeshifter. You mean Merlin took your likeness to steal Mordred? Then Merlin has my son! At least he had him. I wondered why Merlin would sink that ship full of infants. That wizard may be manipulative, but he's never been random. But if a threat to Arthur was on that ship, if Mordred was on that ship... No. No! Morgays thrashed in her tree root bindings, smashing the vials of potions in her pockets. One set the tree on fire. Morgana couldn't tell if her sister's screams were from the pain of the flames or her lost child, but she wasn't waiting to find out. She muttered a spell to douse Morgays with water and another to slowly release the tree roots. Then she ran back toward Camelot. She had to tell Arthur about his son's death and worse, Merlin's betrayal. They had to banish the wizard 
who knew what further chaos he had up his sleeves. Morgana found Camelot even worse than she'd left it. A rogue knight had crashed Arthur and Guinevere's wedding. The round table was still in pieces, and her nephew Gawain had killed a noblewoman by mistake, then returned to the castle with her head around his neck. For someone who promised peace, King Arthur was surely spending a lot of time with murderers. It was impossible to get a moment alone with Arthur amid the chaos of the wedding feast. But when he began knighting men for his new order of the round table, Morgana's breath hitched. For the moment, the news of Mordred and Merlin's betrayal slipped from her mind as she swelled with anticipation. She wasn't a man, but she was still Arthur's closest friend and advisor. Surely he would recognize all the help she'd provided from the very first battle of Carleon. Surely she deserved a seat at his high table. Arthur bestowed the honor on night after night, 149 men circling the round table. When he reached the last seat, Morgana knew it was rightfully hers. But Arthur left the seat empty. Morgana's chest turned hollow. He hadn't forgotten her, he'd left her out. Shaking with rage, Morgana retreated to her chambers. She couldn't look at Arthur, much less discuss sensitive matters like Mordred's death. She stewed for hours, tossing acorns in her fireplace and watching them explode. After midnight, someone knocked. Guinevere, are you lost? I can walk you back to Arthur's... to your rooms... This castle can be quite confusing at first. <laughs> Between you and me, I walked in on more than one squire polishing a lance when I moved in. Oh no, dear Morgana. I'm very much where I mean to be. Here? On your wedding night? Did something go wrong with Arthur? It went perfectly right. He's sleeping, and I'm beginning my work as queen. I'm visiting because Arthur realized you were upset. What happened to your face? Nothing. I'm fine. Woman to woman, an ugly scar won't do you any favors. I was attacked. Odd. Arthur spoke so highly of your powers. I thought you'd be able to heal yourself instantly. To be perfectly honest, Queen Guinevere, I can heal myself. I've simply had other concerns today. You don't have to act big with me. I'm just another daughter of a nobleman married off for politics and making the best of her options. Like you. Your husband has nothing in common with mine. For one, mine's dead. I'm very sorry about that. You wouldn't be if you met him. Orion was a beast. Our marriage was over long before Arthur defeated him. Guinevere plucked an acorn from Morgana's basket and threw it into the fire. She watched it grow red-hot, then burst before speaking again. I came to offer friendly advice. Battle scars won't make you a knight. I know exactly why you'd want that glory, solidifying your place in court. But you and I both know a woman's role is different. It doesn't have to be. When you're remaking the kingdom, you can make it right. Guinevere, you're the queen. 
we can make it right. Morgana, I answered to my husband, and my husband didn't give you a seat at the round table. I'm here to caution you not to act on anger. I know you and Arthur are close, and I don't want there to be hard feelings. And for your face, consider slime of snail. It's good for burns. With that, Guinevere swept off. Morgana spilled the rest of her acorns into the fire, wishing she could explode herself. Despite her anger with Arthur, Morgana couldn't willfully keep it secret that Merlin had killed Mordred. So the next morning, she set out again to talk to the king. She ignored the feeling in the back of her mind, the hope that after they spoke, Arthur would remember just how valuable she was to the kingdom and right his mistake. Morgana found King Arthur in the courtyard, sparring with Tor, a peasant lad who'd somehow been chosen for the round table over her. Morgana watched as Arthur stabbed forward. Tor parried, then fumbled. Off balance and stumbling, Tor tipped forward, his sword arm swinging. Out of control, the blade grazed down Arthur's chest plate and plunged into his thigh. Tor screamed, panicking that he'd killed the king. Morgana leapt from her seat, mind scrambling for a healing charm, lips summoning herbs she kept upstairs. She could see the sword's tip poking through the back of Arthur's leg. The blade pierced straight through. Arthur, however, seemed perfectly calm. It's all right, Tor. You didn't kill me. Arthur grabbed the sword's hilt and yanked it out of his leg. Stay still while I heal you. Nothing to heal. Blood loss has made you daft. The sword went straight through your leg. And not a drop of blood on it. See? Arthur gestured beyond the sparkling clean sword to his leg. A rip in his leather trousers exposed smooth skin. It's my sheath, enchanted by the Lady of the Lake to protect me from injury. Next time, Tor, stab me harder. Ah. Nimue's prophecy stands. I had wondered. Merlin, I will never adjust to you popping out of nowhere. I never pop out of nowhere. Arthur, you simply don't see the somewhere from whence I came. But take heed of the prophecy. Never give the sheath away. If you do, the woman you trust most will use it to betray you. <sighs> prophecies, prophecies. Arthur's the one true king now. Let him reign in peace. Morgana's right. You must halt your smear campaign against Guinevere. Oh, uh, who said anything about our dear queen? Morgana, may we speak privately? I've been waiting to talk to Arthur. I'll be a spate longer, Morgana. I'll find you when I finish dueling. Ah, how serendipitous. Sighing, Morgana followed Merlin to a castle sitting room. He had been a dear mentor and friend, and she supposed she owed him a chance to explain himself about the ship. I saw the queen enter your chambers last night. What did she say to turn you against me? She said nothing about you whatsoever. But while we're here, we need to speak about Mordred, the child Arthur begot with Morgaze. I heard he died. 
That has nothing to do with you whatsoever. He's twice my nephew. I do think... Morgana stopped as Merlin's blue eyes turned pure white. She knew this look. It happened when a vision overtook him, the future arcing back to touch the present. Based on Merlin's face, the future was not good. Camelot's queen, a stabbing lance, the fowls betrayed ashes and flames. Merlin, Merlin! Fate races towards us like a falling comet. Guinevere will still betray the realm. And I... I killed the child for nothing. You did kill Mordred! It was a danger, but the danger has not passed. We can only trust the bloodline to right itself. Mayhaps Arthur's lineage can still prevail. Lineage? You murdered an infant! Our kingdom is in danger, and you're still worked up about who people's parents are? Some prophecies hold us to their whims, and it seems Queen Guinevere is held very tightly. Well, I'm not held by any prophecy, and I swear- You'll kill Queen Guinevere? Ah, could you be the force we need? Don't be absurd. I'm going to warn Arthur. So he'll kill Queen Guinevere? Merlin? If you murder any more of my family members, I will make you rue the day you took me from the nunnery. Morgana stormed straight to Arthur's chambers. Arthur, sit down. We have catching up to do. Coming up, Morgana takes saving Camelot into her own hands. Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa from the ParCast series Mythology. Every Tuesday, join me on a wondrous journey back in time, exploring the most epic battles, sweeping love stories, and harrowing adventures ever told. Heroes, gods, monsters, mayhem. This podcast has it all. From the Knights of the Round Table and Hori the Hunter to Paradise Lost and the Lost City of Atlantis. Each episode of Mythology dramatizes history's greatest stories, bringing their origins to life and giving insight into how our ancestors saw the universe. Ancient myths, modern twists. Catch new episodes of Mythology every Tuesday and binge the classics anytime. Listen free only on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. Merlin put your son Mordred on a ship, then sank it. I saw. Before that, Merlin disguised himself as me to get the baby from Morgaze. Then Morgaze attacked me, the real me. That's how my face was burned. She thought I kidnapped her child. Your child. She's out there somewhere, and Merlin wasn't going to tell you any of this. Arthur stared at Morgana, dumbstruck. 
Is your face all right? It looks awful. Is that truly all the reaction you have to your mentor murdering your son? In truth, I had already suspected it. I just didn't want to believe it was true. <sighs> Thank you for telling me. I'll deal with him. Merlin won't go quietly. If we take him by surprise, I may be able to overpower him. We can run him off together. I'm not going to exile him, Morgana. I'm going to... to talk to him. Make him see the error of his ways, and ensure he never does anything like this again. Talk to him? You can't be serious! What good is that going to do? It does no good at all to punish him for something that can't be undone. Merlin is too valuable to the realm. We need him. <laughs> you mean you need him? Alright, yes. I need him. I need his knowledge, his wisdom, his magic. I can't do this alone, Morgana. But you're not alone. You have me, remember? Even if you don't think I'm good enough for your little club. What are you talking about? Oh, come on, Arthur! You sent Guinevere to tell me I was unworthy of joining the Order of the Round Table because you were too afraid to say it to my face. Just like you're too afraid to banish Merlin. I didn't tell Guinevere to say those things. You know I think the world of you. I've even turned a blind eye to your affair with Sir Guillaumar. Yes. Guinevere told me all about seeing you with a married man. What? I've never had any relationship with Sir Guillaumar. I barely know the man. Oh. Hmm. Gwyn must have mixed him up with someone else. She's still learning all the knight's names. Probably an honest mistake. Of course it was. So, with that confusion cleared up... You'll have me join your Order of the Round Table? Well, it breaks tradition. You are a lady. And you're a boy king who pulled a magical weapon out of a rock! For all your promise of a new age, you're certainly following in your father's footsteps. Kill whoever gets in your way and ignore anyone who's not an evil old wizard. That's not fair! I took your advice about the Round Table. And then you cut me out of it! Positive change isn't always popular. You come to rue this, Arthur Pendragon. I pray I won't. And so King Arthur's Knights of the Round Table began in earnest, without Morgana. Still, she stayed in Camelot. If Queen Guinevere was going to spread rumors about her, she might as well make them true. By day, Morgana watched the knights train, studying their variations in horsemanship, jousting, and swordplay. By night, she struck up torrid affairs. Morgana couldn't sit alongside the knights at the table, but in bed, they were equals. She learned each man's story, his weaknesses, hopes, and fears. And she soon found a favorite, Acalon. The knight had abs as hard as a shield, wavy hair framing his face, and warm brown eyes that glimmered when he gave her pleasure. Even better, he told her everything he knew. Acalon laid in bed with Morgana for hours on end, sharing the intimate details of every knightly council. In this week, Arthur's selecting a new knight to quest for the White Stag. No one's been able to snag it yet. So he's still on his purity kick, huh? Here's how I'd catch it. Find a virgin and tie her to a tree. 
We watch from afar until the white stag senses she's a pure kindred spirit, then free her. She climbs on its back and rides to Camelot. Oh, and once she's in range, we shoot it with arrows. No, the Virgin rides it around the castle. Everyone sees, Arthur gets whatever blessing or amusement he desires, and then we all live to tell the tale. Oh, you would be great at questing. We should move to your castle together. Forget the round table and go on all the quests we want. It's not about the quests, Akalon. I could save damsels from peril anytime. Also, I don't own a castle. What about the one you and your Ryan lived in? If you married me, we could claim it as your widow's dowry. <sighs> I should be able to claim it on my own. But you can't. You need me, and I need you. You're my only friend, you know? That is extremely sad. And as I've told you, I have no aim to marry again. I'll serve no man but King Arthur. Hmm, but could King Arthur do this? Mm. <gasps> well, clearly not. It's been months and the queen still isn't with child. Forget the king. You haven't even spoken in ages. You're with me. Look at me. Touch me. And my loneliness. <gasps> That's it. That's how I saved the kingdom. With loneliness. Akalon, I need you to get lost. Um, apologies. Did you not enjoy what I just did? Not immediately. I meant get lost on the night's next hunting trip. Take Arthur deep into the woods. Keep him away from Camelot as long as you can. Guinevere will be driven mad by loneliness and spill all her secrets to me. Once I have proof she's a danger to Camelot, I'll share what I know with Arthur before she can harm him. He'll be so grateful he'll give me that seat at the round table. How do you know she's dangerous? Merlin prophesied it. Frustrating as he is, he's rarely wrong. Hmm. And once you're a lady knight, you can go anywhere. I'll never have to leave your side. Perhaps. Now, do that thing the king can't. Within a week of Morgana seeding the idea, Akalon persuaded King Arthur to take the entire order of the round table hunting for the white stag. Arthur didn't require much convincing. He was still a young man with a thirst for adventure. It didn't take long for Queen Guinevere to feel the effects of the nearly empty castle and invite Morgana for a walk in the gardens. It's been so quiet this past week. Indeed. Not often your husband and your lover go out for the hunt. I don't have a lover. Oh, not yet? How dare you suggest that I would be unfaithful? Though, if I were to take a lover, I'm sure you could advise me on choosing one, seeing as you've sampled half the round table. Oh, apologies. That's unkind. I get plenty of kindness from your knights. Maybe more than you. If you were to ask my advice, I'd be an open book. I recall now why I hadn't spoken to you sooner. I'm certain it has everything to do with my habits and nothing to do with Merlin's latest prophecy. There's another prophecy? Oh, Arthur didn't tell you? How strange. Is it about our son? You're with child? <laughs> Not yet. I've tried, but there will be a son. 
I swore it on my father's life. Queen Guinevere, if I may, woman to woman, you are worth more than your ability to further a bloodline. I know Arthur doesn't think so. I mean, I helped him claim this kingdom, and he has me here, seated on my buttocks, embroidering unicorns. The prophet... Uh, never mind. Go on. I won't tell Arthur. I've said too much already. The king wants to keep it from you. I ought to follow his lead. That's all us women are good for, aren't we? I... we... What if I told you- Ladies, I've been sent by Arthur to fetch you. We must away at once. Akalon? What happened to the hunting trip? Is Arthur all right? Better than all right. We stumbled upon a dreamboat floating down the river. We boarded and found minstrels, vittles, and flowing mead. Arthur declared it cause for celebration and summoned you to join the festivities. Can't have a party without a few lovely damsels. It all sounds very odd. Who owns this boat? Who cares? Arthur's the king. They can't turn us away. Don your loveliest gowns, round up the other ladies, and mount your horses. We're missing the party. Akalon wasn't exaggerating about the boat or the party. Knights toasted under colorful canopies. Minstrels played Arthur's favorite ballads. It felt like the entire royal court was there, dancing amid silk streamers. Morgana walked along the endless buffet of fine fruits and cheeses, steaming with anger. It didn't help when she spotted Arthur raising a full goblet in each fist. To Camelot, the perfect castle on a hill, the greatest kingdom in history, to unity, honor, peace, and justice for all! Aye! Morgana found Akalon among the revelers and pulled him aside. Next time you feel fit to interrupt me, wait. I don't care if the king is on his deathbed. I was this close to Guinevere spilling her secrets. Now I have to come up with a whole new strategy. You can't just talk to her again? They're together now. All her loneliness is dissipated. I needed them separated for months, and now I have to start back at square one. <coughs> no way we'd be allowed to be on this boat for months. I still can't believe this is happening. Akalon, whose boat do you think this is? Uh, some lords? <laughs> it's my party boat that I put the knights on to disappear for a few months while I fixed Camelot before Arthur insisted on bringing his conniving little wife along and everything backfired. You have a boat and a castle? Oh, you're the greatest lover I've ever taken. I'm the only lover you've ever taken. <sighs> Get everyone to go to bed. It's late. I'll figure something else out. You don't want to come to bed? We've been apart for weeks. Surely Guinevere's not the only one who's been lonely. Fine. But after that... I'm making a new plan. Morgana fell asleep, plotting. She'd show Arthur. She would. He simply couldn't run the kingdom without her help. The next morning, King Arthur woke up desperately in need of that help. Though he'd fallen asleep in a pile of pillows, he awoke chained to a dungeon wall. Arthur panicked, tugging at his manacles and screaming for his knights until someone rustled beside him. 
Bearing two black eyes and chains of her own, Morgana screeched, What in the hell happened? Coming up, Morgana gets her chance to prove her mettle. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Free samples, free shipping, and our 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now back to the story. Morgana wriggled in the chains binding her to the dungeon wall. She was trapped deep underground with King Arthur. I'm gonna get us out of here. Brishona Slory! Brishona Slory! Don't overexert yourself. Who knows what lies on the other side of that dungeon door? I don't think we're getting out of these shackles without magic. I have to save us. I have to save us. I'm the king. Hmm. If I can lift Excalibur above my head, I might be able to cut through them. Or cut through your skull. Be careful. Morgana cringed as Arthur maneuvered his hips upward, angling the hilt of his sheathed sword toward his manacled hands. Arthur, Arthur, be careful. Britannia can't lose its king. That's why I'm going to fight our way out of here. And before I leave... Let the lord of this manor know not to mess with King Arthur. Uh, I bet they're retaliating after we borrowed their boat. They should be honored, King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table deigned to grace their sloop with our... Our... It was debauchery, wasn't it? It was. I got carried away. And now we're trapped in this stinking dungeon about to answer for it to some petty lord. Yes. It could be the boat's owner is very upset with you, but I don't think so. More likely, it's a coup. A coup? But who would... Of course, King Lot. He must have learned of my affair with Morgays, and now he's going to break our treaty. Oh, this is what Merlin meant by me ruining the kingdom. Morgana, I can't take another war. Then we won't fight one. We'll settle things with King Lot as soon as we're free. I fear your confidence is misplaced. My confidence is fine. See? Free already. Let me help you. After removing the chains from her own wrists and ankles, Morgana grabbed Arthur's wrists. She shuddered at the touch, pulling back. They're enchanted. Try the spell that opened yours. Hurry, I'll go mad if I keep breathing this fetid air. Brishona Slory. Brishona Slory. Arthur, I can't. How about I go upstairs, shapeshift into whoever lives there, and find out who's holding us captive? I'll come back for you once I figure it out. I suppose we've no other choice. But take Excalibur, at least. Excalibur? You'd be defenseless. I'm defenseless already. I know we've had our spats. 
But I trust you more than anyone. Use Excalibur if you need to fight your way out. And if it comes to it, take the sword as a sign for the Knights of the Round Table. They'll know I'm trapped here, and they must come to my aid at once. I won't let you down, Arthur. Morgana accepted the sword and sheath. She used another spell to unlock the dungeon door, then hurried down the corridor and up the stairs. Passing a mirror, she kept her word to Arthur to shapeshift into one of the castle's residents, though she didn't have to change her appearance much, since it was her castle. On Akalon's advice, Morgana had claimed King Urian's former castle as her own. Walking down her halls, she sniffed. Did the place really stink? She supposed she ought to find some servants, but for now, she had greater matters to attend to. After yesterday's hunting trip debacle, Morgana realized saving Camelot required a more direct approach. Merlin and Arthur clearly weren't going to stop Queen Guinevere's prophesied betrayal, which left it in Morgana's capable hands. She'd separated the king and queen, and conveniently along the way, she'd ensured Arthur no longer overlooked her. The king thought he was in mortal peril, but Morgana would never harm him. She was just going to scare him a little, for his own good. She'd rescue him, Arthur would realize Morgana deserved a seat at the round table, and no one would be the wiser that Morgana had rescued Arthur from, well, Morgana. Then they'd talk about Guinevere. Speaking of, Morgana figured she should probably check on the queen. When she'd spirited everyone off of her boat, Morgana had left Guinevere right where she deserved to be, unconscious at the bottom of a well. Hello? Guinevere? Guinevere, is that you down there? Who? What? Uh, I'm wet. I'm disgusting. Where's Arthur? Queen Guinevere, thank heavens it's you. Are you all right? Morgana? What happened to us? Where are we? Some lord's castle. We think it might be King Lot's hideout. This is a terribly small well for a castle. I'm sure it's not the main well. Can you stand? I can help you climb out. How kind of you. I'll wait for Arthur, or perhaps Sir Gawain can finally fulfill his vows to serve me. That's proper. Arthur's locked in a dungeon, and heaven knows where Gawain is. But if you say so, I'll honor your wishes as queen. What's down there? Anything? Should there be anything? Snakes, toads, centipedes. Uh, oh, oh, something cold touched me. Oh, ah! Were you bitten? I, oh, oh I, I felt a sword. Its sheath is all dirty. Oh. Oh, Morgana, I may take you up on your generous offer to pull me from this cesspit. It's a well, a normal well. I shall help you, though. Morgana flew down into the well and offered Guinevere her hand. You can fly? Not far, but it's a little trick I've picked up from studying the old ways. Oh, like Merlin. Better than Merlin. Grab that sword, it could be useful. 
Guinevere awkwardly lifted the sheathed sword as if she'd never held one in her life. She clung to it fearfully as Morgana flew them both straight up and out of the well. She kept flying higher and higher into the clouds. Where are we going? This is so high up! Just high enough to spot any landmarks. Oh, there's Londinium, see? And there's a horse. You can ride back to Londinium, then get a carriage to Camelot. Be sure to tell anyone who asks that King Arthur's trapped and I saved you. If you meet any knights, send them as your champion to help rescue us. You aren't coming home with me? Not yet. I'm going to try to save Arthur. Why don't you wait for the knights? It's much more practical to have numbers. Who knows if they'll get here in time? Even now, the owner of the castle could be plotting to kill Arthur. Impossible. I'd say the same about waking up in a strange castle with the king in a dungeon. Can I take the sword home with me? I've read that swords found in wells often have otherworldly power. Some say they're blessed by the fairies. Maybe I could have Sir Gawain carry it when he goes on quests for me. Brilliant! You are so clever. And if you do meet Sir Gawain, please send him here. Maybe he can reason with his father, if it is King Lot pulling this coup. So much for a new age of peace. Morgana landed back on the ground, next to the horse they'd seen from above. Guinevere mounted the steed, hefted her newfound sword, and rode off to Londinium. Morgana made sure she was out of sight before turning back to the castle. With the first step of her plan complete, Morgana returned to the dungeon. Arthur, are you all right? Morgana, I'm as you left me. Are you safe? What did you find out? Worrisome news. It's not King Lot. It's Lord Owain. I've never heard of him before. Is there some history I should know? I've never heard of him either. Apparently, he came upon the boat and captured us, and now he wants the crown. Heavens! I'm never drinking again. I suggested he duel you for it rather than kill you outright. He accepted. How did you... I showed him a few parlor tricks, like old times. Morgana, I cannot thank you enough. Your bravery and virtue have no parallel. I only try to serve my kingdom and my king with honor, humility, and defense of those in need. Now, take Excalibur and its sheath back. You'll want them for your duel. It's up to us to save Camelot. Thanks again for tuning in to Mythology. Next week, Arthur jousts for his life, and Morgana's plot to join the Knights of the Round Table takes shape, with unforeseen consequences. You can find more episodes of Mythology and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. If you enjoy Mythology, you'll love my other podcast, Tales. Tales presents fairy tales the way they were originally told, orally and unadulterated. Every Wednesday, we dive into the dark origins of another classic fable. We'll be back next week with another epic story. 
Mythology is a Spotify original from Parcast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler, sound design by Brian Golub, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Nick Johnson, Trent Williamson, and Carly Madden. This episode of Mythology was written by Maggie Admire, edited by Molly Quinlan and Andrew Kelleher, fact-checked by Bennett Logan, researched by Adriana Gomez, and produced by Freddie Beckley. The amazing cast of voice actors includes Drew Lawn, Melissa Medina, Rebecca Thomas, and Laith Walshleger. I'm Vanessa Richardson.